Hello, and welcome to Young Folk Knits. I'm Casey. And I'm Becky. And this is a Very Yarny Podcast. Hello, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Young Folk Knits. How are you doing today, Becky? I'm doing really good. How about you? I'm good. I got some tea, and it's not as hot as it has been the last few days. I just had some watermelon from the garden, so life is good. Life is good when you have garden watermelon. What have you been up to today? Uh, Today, I cleaned my bathroom like a good girl. I cut out a dress that I've been wanting to make for a long time, and I've had the fabric for, ooh, I think this is I think this is even pre-pandemic fa- fabric. <laughs> so I've had it for a while. And so I cut out, cut out a dress and I'm going to try my best to sew it tomorrow. I think it takes too much out of me to do it all in one day. <laughs> I know that sounds like I'm some type of wimp, but I guess I am a wimp. <laughs> because if I cut it out and then I also sew it in one day, I just, I feel wiped out trying to do that and then get other things done too. So I just cut it out. And then tomorrow's project will be tomorrow's project. And then let's see what else I do today. I knitted on my tessellated vest. I got the front and back separated. I'm doing the armhole shaping. And I made barbecue baked potatoes. So, so productive. Yeah, I don't know if it, what the deal is. I'm probably just really bad out of shape, (laughs) but... I have to, I don't have a dedicated sewing space. So when I'm cutting long pieces out, like pant legs or similar things, I have to put my fabric on the floor and I have to put my pattern pieces on the floor and I have to crawl around for like 30 minutes cutting everything out. And once I do that, I am done. There's no sewing. (laughs) There's no sewing happening that day. But I like cutting out a lot of different patterns and having them ready in a stack and then if I have a chance to sew I can kind of pick what I might have time for and that way it's already ready to go when I'm ready. That's a good idea. I think that's excellent. I think I might take that idea and run with it with scissors in my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Now that is not a good girl. (laughs) You have a few patterns that you're gonna try to get sewn up in the next little bit. I do. And I printed out the Augustina boxy top that you showed me from the fabricstore.com. And I'm going to get that cut out. And then I think I'm going to sew that in my dress first. And then I'll work on, I think the pants will be the last thing I do. Um, Just because I'm a little intimidated by the pants because I've never sewn pants. They're probably not as hard as I'm thinking that they are. Um, But it's just new. I was, I recently sewed some pants that I did hack, so they were probably a little bit easier in certain ways, but I was really surprised at how quickly they came to fruition, almost quicker than a dress, so you may enjoy it. I'm, I'm le- I was very nervous, and now I'm less nervous <laughs> for the next pair. The next pair are going to have a few more things. I cut out my chanterelle pants and I really like the pocket on those which will be new to me from the last pants I did so adding a little extra (laughs) to the mix this time. Also exciting things Becky has recently started a podcast on YouTube which 
um, if you check it out, you'll see that tons and tons of people are already loving it. You've got an episode out already, and it is called, tell them what it's called. It's called A Hand-Knit Letter, and I believe it's all one word. Okay. Because somehow I couldn't figure out how to how to separate it. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. letting me, for some reason, put some spaces in there, I guess because my YouTube username, I don't know. I'm sure there's a way to do it, but I did not know how. And so that's how it is now. That works. It's easier to search. Just no spaces, a hand-knit letter and no dots. Whereas your Instagram is a dot hand-knit dot letter. Right. So that's confusing. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> so what did you think about it? Did you enjoy making your first episode? Um, I did. I did. And I didn't. I was really nervous, not actually talking to, to myself in a room that didn't make me nervous. Um, but I was really nervous that like nobody would like it <laughs> or that it, I would get like thumbs down. And I didn't realize that, which I might, I might get thumbs down, but I don't know if you can see that. Can you see that? I'm not sure. I think, I think so. I thought I it was just, I thought I would only get thumbs down. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I can handle this. <laughs> but no. um, everybody was super sweet. And I had so many sweet comments and um, encouraging, kind things that people said and people from all over the world saying hello. And it was very, very touching. <laughs> yeah, it was a fabulous, fabulous first episode. And you talked about, lots of different projects, knitting, sewing, and I think it's going to be really fun for everybody to be able to watch your outfits and everything come to, to fruition for Ron Beck. So it's right. really cool. Right. <laughs> and I um, organically coined the phrase, it's Ryan Becky. <laughs> so everything I'm doing, it's Ryan Becky stuff because it's punny. And I'm a I dork. <laughs> I heard you say that. And I started laughing. I was like, oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I am here for any kind of pun or any kind of dad joke. That's my favorite thing. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> what other projects have you been working on this week besides your dress that you cut out? I knit my husband's hat and peak hat almost to the end of it. And then I looked back and I saw that the first motif, like in the first color, there was one little triangle that was off and that I just, that can't happen. And so I tore it all back. And um, so I'm starting again, but I'm glad I did because I didn't really like the way, how long my floats were. And that did bother me. Like the first couple uh, pattern repeats um, my floats, I felt like were too long. And so I'm making smaller floats. <laughs> All that to say, my floats are smaller now. Um, but I do like it a lot better because of that. So it was sad, but I'm glad I, I'm glad it turned out that way. I rip out things a lot and I kind of give myself a few minutes. I'm like, oh, I think I can live with it. I don't want to do that. But in the end, I've never not been glad that I did rip back and fix something that was bothering me. <laughs> I have sometimes regretted not ripping back, but I never I never regret having to knit it again. It doesn't bother me. It's all just knitting, which I like. 
Right. <laughs> I I would regret it if I just kept it in there. I know that I would just, that's all I would see with the hat. And I just couldn't, I just wouldn't like it. So yeah, you know, it's a bummer, but what you going to do? Just have a better hat. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> and he better wear it too. Right. He will. He wears what I knit for him, which he doesn't really like anything other than hats. So that's fine with me because those don't take very long. <laughs> Perfect. Right. I am also um, knitting one with you. I'm knitting a hat and peak as well. And I am at the, I'm just now at the color work section and I'm kind of enjoying having it as a background project because I'm using 100% on superwash wool and I'm knitting a lot of other things that are not wool. <laughs> There's a lot of plant fibers in my other projects. And so this has been really nice to knit all my other stuff for a while. And then when my hands start hurting to set the other thing down and work on the hat, I've been enjoying that. It just feels so good in my hands. I just love knitting with wool. So I think we have a few questions that we can chat about today. Our first question says, I'm trying to begin having a few projects at once to knit on. I've mostly been a monogamous knitter. How do you work out which to knit and when so as to make continuous progress on multiple projects? That was a tongue twister, <laughs> but it's out. <laughs> so tell us what, what you think about that, Becky. Um, I used to be a monogamous knitter, so I can kind of I can kind of relate to this question. Um, I usually have, which I think I've said before, is I'll have a more complicated or a more detailed project that, uh, that requires more concentration. I'll have one of those and then I'll have something small that's portable that I can take with me somewhere that I don't have to lug, you know, several skeins of yarn or a giant bag or whatever. And then I'll have something easy, something simple that requires no thought whatsoever that I can knit on with, with people around or watching TV or just have not having to basically kind of like background knitting, <laughs> you know, that I don't have to really think about. So that's what I usually do. But usually there's one project of the three that I want to get finished first. And it's just whatever I feel like that I want done first. And so that's what I'll take out when I have most, when I have opportunity to knit especially quietly or whatever, I will pull that one out. But, you know, I think just whatever, whatever you're wanting to see come to life first, and it really doesn't matter which one. And unless you have like a deadline, you know, like a test knit or something like that. But yeah, I think you will continue. You'll find that you will make progress on them because those situations happen all week long where you have to pay attention to someone else or you could pay attention only to your knitting or you got to go somewhere and need something small. So you'll find progress on all of those. Yeah, I agree. What about you? You have many projects and you do actually finish them. You do. So what do you think? Well, I finished some of them. <laughs> you finish a lot. You do finish a lot. I will say that in the past, I have had lots of projects and I will tend to focus heavily on one and for instance, one day would be devoted to one project. But lately, I have been doing more of maybe two to three projects that I want to finish within the same time frame. 
Um, two is better for me, <laughs> but like three, I've got three right now. I've got a test knit, I've got a shawl, and I've got a hat that I'm kind of juggling back and forth. And I have been doing lately in the morning, I will work on one. And then in the afternoon, I usually have a little bit of time that I can set in it and I'll work on a different one. And then in the evening, when I have an hour to two hour stretch where I knit before bed, that's when I work on the one that I want to focus on the most, my number one priority. But that way I can work on a little bit of each every day and it keeps everything fresh with each project instead of if I go, you know, a week without working on something, I kind of have to reacquaint myself with the pattern and where I'm at and what I'm doing. Whereas if I work on a little bit every day, it stays fresh, if that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. So I, I think that's kind of nice to do. Even if you can only work on it for a few minutes, maybe devote, maybe devote like 10 minutes to each project, even if you only have 30 minutes a day to knit. And that way it kind of keeps everything on the front burner. Okay, so our second question is, I have some beautiful singles yarn, but I recently heard that singles aren't the best to use in a garment. What would you suggest using a sweater quantity of singles yarn for? Okay, so first of all, I will say that that is not a hard and fast rule. I currently have a top. It's not a sweater, but it is a summer top shirt t-shirt that i am making out of singles yarn the singles do have silk in it so i think that this silk adds a little bit of strength whereas the problem with using 100 percent wool singles is that they don't have the strength they don't have the twist they don't have the plies so they're going to pill very easily and they could break but like I said, that's not a hard and fast rule. That's going to be up to you. One thing you can do if you have a sweater quantity that you're wanting to use is hold it with something else like mohair or surrey or something that has nylon in it, something that has some strength in it. That is going to make it where you can 100% use it in a sweater, I've, in my opinion. What do you think? I say... Just knit a whole bunch of socks with your <laughs> with your sweater sweater quantity of singles because <laughs> you're gonna need them. They're gonna be one use only. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I think shawls are great for singles. There's not a lot of um wear and tear you know, on a shawl generally. So if you don't want to hold something with it and you just want to use that, then I say a shawl or a cowl, something that just kind of drapes around your neck that you're not. That's not a hard wearing garment. Um, and you have a sweater quantity. There are some shawls that take a sweater quantity of yarn. So if you just wanted to make one thing out of it and you don't want to use anything to hold with it because you don't want to buy more yarn, I say look up a really uh, high yardage shawl. And those are generally really nice too because it sounds like you've got a beautiful amount of yarn and singles generally are very pretty. So yeah, make yourself a beautiful shawl. 
Yeah, and singles are so light too. It's usually a very lightweight fabric that you get from it that even though you have a, a shawl with a, a huge yardage amount, it's still beautifully drapey and, and flowy and lightweight. So it's just this beautiful, <laughs> gorgeous, shiny fabric. I love singles. Right. And you can be very dramatic in it. So if it's very big, you can just toss it whenever you're finished with a sentence or you're leaving the house or a conversation that you want to get the last word in. And you just toss your shawl in the air and take off. Semi-cape-like. Right. <laughs> you know, I would definitely look up some Stephen West shawls because there's a lot of huge garter-type shawls that he has put out that take a lot of yarn. So that's a good place to start. There's also some Sorry Nordland shawls that are more of a rectangle shape. They're huge, though, and they're beautiful. And if it's all one color, I think it will still work, even though a lot of them call for multiple ones. You could just do a, a monochrome single color, and it would be beautiful. So still lots of options. Don't throw your singles away. No, for sure. And and also, you can look up on Ravelry, even if you want to look up that specific yarn that you have. And then type that in and then click on projects and see what other people have made with that yarn if you're still at a loss as to what to make with that yarn. And then you can even message that person say, how has this worn? Like how have you noticed a lot of problems using this yarn? If they're Say like they made a sweater out of it. You just say, hey, how's it lasting? And they'll, I'm sure they'll tell you and then you can make your decision. Yeah, that's a great idea. Good tip. All right. I think we have one more question. And it is, does your family request knitted items from you? What do you think? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. And, um, but not, not a ton. Um, I do have like one or two family, family members that will ask for, for specific things, but they're, they're not, they're not networthy. <laughs> I know that sounds terrible. Not my immediate family, but I have knit for them before and they never wear it. So no, <laughs> but um, no, but my oldest son, he loves everything I knit and he wears it. And my little guy does too. And so I, and I knit a hat usually once a year for the rest of my family members and they all wear them and um, they'll take good care of them. So I'm happy to, to knit for them. I do knit for some friends sometimes too. Ones that I know that appreciate it. I'll make them little things a couple times a year. How about you? Yeah, Becky's the gift knitter. You need to change your Instagram handle. <laughs> You're so good. You're always knitting for everybody else. I'm the worst. <laughs> I I actually would say that I have a few people who do request things from me and that would be my mom. She is hugely knit worthy and I do knit her things. I try to knit her something once a year as a gift and she wears them and loves them and it always makes me feel very warm inside every time I see her <laughs> wear it. So I love knitting things for my mom. My kids all do ask me for things sometimes, but not very often. It's so warm here. They all have hats. They all have coats. It's just not, it's just not sweater weather 
that often here for them to have loads and loads of hand-knit sweaters. So they do get some things. It's not super practical for me to just knit a lot of garments for them. My husband, on the other hand, is like, please don't knit me anything if it requires you buying yarn. I don't want any <laughs> nothing for me, please. <laughs> He he's so funny. He actually does not wear a lot of knitwear anyway. <laughs> I think he'd wear a hat and that's about it. But it is it is nice to knit something for somebody that you love and see them enjoy it. Right. I don't think you should feel the pressure to knit for somebody else because it's like a requirement because this is like your hobby. No, I completely agree. It takes a lot of the joy out of it if you feel like you're obligated and you have to. And then a lot of times you don't end up enjoying it. Right. And I think that I am more likely to knit for someone. Not that people have to like fawn over what I've made them and just compliment me and talk about it all the time. But I do like to see them wear it at least once, you know. If I if I spent all that time and um, money because it's not free <laughs> um, on something and they never ever wear it and then they ask for something else, I probably won't do it. <laughs> I saw an episode of Marlene Knits recently. She had completely knit a sweater for her nephew and she gave it to him and he put it on and started screaming immediately. It was like, get it off. Oh, no. and I'm like that is exactly what my kids would do. They don't like itch. They could not handle it at all. So at this point, I'm like, I'm gonna wait to knit really nice sweaters for them until they get a little bit older right. and can wear it for more than six months. Right. And little knits are nice to give for gifts. You know, ones that don't take a ton of your time. Or cost a lot of money because there's less yarn in it. So those are nice if you're wanting to give a gift to someone and you're not sure, you're not sure whether they're going to love it or take care of it or any of that stuff. Um, so like hats or mittens or, you know, or a little band, like a neckerchief or a little bandana. But I wouldn't do a full sweater for someone um, just like off Yes. <laughs> you got to prove, prove yourself for the sweater. <laughs> and I do want to clarify, I get a lot of comments like, do you knit for your kids? Do you just knit for yourself? <laughs> and I do want to clarify, I have knit a lot of things for my kids. I have a bag of in storage in my closet right now that's probably got five sweaters in it, probably 20 hats, including baby bonnets. Uh, bloomers, cardigans from when my kids were really little and you could whip out a knit really <laughs> quickly, you know, for those tiny sizes. So I have a knit for my kids. They're not completely deprived of yarny goodness. <laughs> At this point, they just don't wear it that often. As they get older, I'm sure I'll continue to, to knit more things for them though. And it's also kind of nice when they're older they don't grow so quickly and grow out of it so quickly. Although little things that you knit are super cute, <laughs> but they don't grow out of it and it, they can use it for longer. So that's kind of nice. So it's a, there's a pro and a con, you know, it's more yarn takes longer and, but they get to keep it longer and it's less cute. <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> you know what a great gift knit is too, is a blanket. Um, because even if you make one that's a crib size, 
then as they get older, it can be a lap blanket for the couch. I love, I love blankets. I think those are great gifts. They are. And I've, I've knit recently both of my boys blankets because they just love knitted things and they love knitted blankets. So I made them my oldest one. I made him like a queen size, but he loves that thing. And, oh, and they're just like marled stripey things so that I can use up stuff. And so it's, that's kind of nice to get some things out of my stash, give a gift that they love and that they won't grow out of. So that works out good. Blankets are good, but they do take time. So that's the one con. Yeah, but I do. I think blanket, anything that you don't have to size is a great gift. Another thing I really like are the collars that are Dickies because you almost, you can get the illusion of a sweater under <laughs> coats. I think I may knit my kids that soonish before I knit more full-on sweaters for them they may get a dicky <laughs> anyway I, that's all I got you got anything else <laughs> I got nothing well thank y'all so much for hanging out with us again today don't forget that the Rhinebeck Caravan Cal is still going on so if you participate with us just tag your pictures on Instagram with the hashtag Rhinebeck Caravan K-A-L so we can see your projects and you can find Becky again on Instagram. I'm a.handknit.letter. And on YouTube, I am a handknit letter. Still kind of scared to say that. <laughs> yeah, so go check her out. And you can find me on Instagram at youngfolk.knits and on YouTube at youngfolkknits as well. If you have a topic or question you would like for Becky and I to chat about, then make sure and visit youngfolkknits.com and you can submit it there so we can include it in a future episode. Thanks again and happy knitting, y'all. Happy knitting. Happy knitting.